Hey everyone, welcome to The Graphics Profiles. I'm your host, David McNeil, and this is the number one podcast for the custom graphics industry. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, we sit down with industry experts to bring you the tips and tricks needed to make your business excel. Our guest today is Charity Jackson. She is the owner of California-based Visual Horizons Custom Signs and a master organizer when it comes to creating checklists and nailing down workflows. She was also kind enough to share tips on custom signage, choosing laminates, etc. But before we get to our conversation, a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode, 3M. M's best-in-class installer training is back at our authorized training facilities. With a low student-to-teacher ratio, you'll learn the latest techniques and get hands-on training with a variety of 3M films. Once you pass the 3M Preferred Graphics Installer Test, you and your business will be recognized as among the best installers in the industry. Learn more and register at 3M.com slash installer training. That's 3M.com slash installer training. Charity Jackson, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I, I think I'm doing okay. I got my uh, Nespresso coffee in me, so it's working out, <laughs> you know? Well, good. So you and I were talking earlier a little bit, and one thing that's kind of fascinated me, and I think a lot of people in this industry, is that there are a lot of different types of laminates, thermal, cold, different adhesives, and different textures. How do you choose the right one for the project? You know, whether it's a wall or a floor graphic, trade show graphic, and so forth. So usually it's going to be it's going to be that you're going to look at what the application is. Um, then we're going to consider the budget, of course. Um, you know, of course, if it's a if it's a vehicle wrap, we have certain laminates that we choose from. Um, so we're big 3M fans, so we use a lot of 3M around here. If it was, we used to use an 8518, uh, which was a gloss pre premium laminate for all of our, our graphics, but we have some problems with acid dew and browning in our area. Mm -hmm. um, so we switched to an 8548, which is a non-PVC laminate, and that's worked fantastic. We've used it, I don't know, probably the last seven years at least. I'm oh, not wow. even sure how long it's been, but we've been using it for a long time, probably ever since it came out. So whenever that was, but we use that. So for us, it's, it's the application, uh, what's going to be the most durable, but it's whatever's going to stay on budget. So like if we're doing our transit buses, mm -hmm. um, of course we're going to use, uh, some sort of calendared inexpensive, uh, laminate for that. And our buses, we like to use a luster laminate for whatever reason, it just looks a little better. It goes on a little easier. What, what is that exactly? So the luster just has a little less sheen than the gloss. Okay. Um, so mostly you've got the gloss and then you've got either a luster or a semi-gloss and then matte is kind of usually your finishes mm -hmm. with the laminate. And then, of course, you get into the textures and all those fun things. Um, and speaking of texture, if we're doing floor graphics, uh, we typically use a 3M8509, which is a slip-resistant laminate. Mm -hmm. So then we take that into consideration. Um, wall graphics, we've done gloss wall graphics. Uh, we've also, we like the matte wall graphics. Um, mm -hmm. That looks really good. We we did uh, one guy's garage. He had this 
huge mural that we created of Fenway Park. Um, but we used <laughs> That's awesome. a, yeah, it was really cool. It's this crazy garage. <laughs> it was like a giant game room, basically. Okay. But he took all his family members, and it was like they were sitting in the stands. And so we printed this oh. big giant graphic up on the wall. But we did a matte laminate. Otherwise, it, it would look really weird with that weird shine off of the overhead lights. Right. Um, so you kind of have to take into account those applications too. So, you know, lights that are going to be hitting it, um, the effect you're going for, that kind of stuff. So, but we do, we do narrow it down. Like we only keep so many on hand. That's a big, big thing for us. We only have so many laminates, so many vinyls. Um, We don't carry everything under the sun because we want to know if something should happen to graphics or whatever down the road. We know exactly which product we used. How do you mean exactly? Like why not stockpile versus like order kind of on demand? It sounds like. Well, I mean, we'll keep the graphics. So we only, okay. So for our our wraps, we pretty much only use 3M IJ180C and we match Mm -hmm. it up with the uh, 8548 laminate. Um, Our signs, we're using a 3M IJ 35, which is a calendared vinyl. We mm-hmm. match it up with the Scotch Cal um, calendared laminates, uh, typically gloss in both both times. Most of the times for our signs, we do gloss. Um, if we're going to do floor graphics, we're matching up our floor graphic vinyl with our mm-hmm. you know 8509 slip resistant laminate. Um, transit media, we have a Mojave uh, air release transit media that we use, and we use okay. a really inexpensive, like I said, transit over laminate for that. Um, so we just kind of match it up, but then we only stock those products unless we have some sort of specialty thing come up that we want to use something special. I don't know if it's been stuck in my ways, you know, and I will try new things, you know, new products. If it's, if it has a different thing that's bringing to the table, like we switch from a, uh, a bus mark and a Metro mark, we switched this Mojave transit because it had the air release gave us mm. a little fewer bubbles. So, you know, we will try things and make sure they're going to work out and, and make, you know, if things are an improvement on what we're using, but we do like to stick with things that are working. I, there's no sense in changing it if, if it's still doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, so, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? There you go. That works. <laughs> and the other thing I was going to say about laminates, since we're on the subject of laminates, is some shops I know uh, don't laminate for whatever reason. To me, it's just, it's crazy. Lamination is inexpensive, and there's so many positives to mm-hmm. it um, as far as protection from moisture, abrasion, UV you should always laminate. Uh, I'm sure there's, you know, these down and dirty signs. You're just trying to get out the door inexpensive. The customer's expecting right. it to only last a few months. You know, I get that, but anything, especially if it's going on a vehicle, window graphics, perf, especially you should always laminate. That's just one of my things because especially perf, because you get dirt buildup and then uh, it cuts down the visibility. So it kind mm. of, you know, defeats the the whole point of being able to see through it um yeah, it doesn't yeah. look as good it's harder to install so yeah that's my two cents on laminate <laughs> well and, and you brought up expense and that and that's you know i was going to ask that next like how do you normally balance the laminate <laughs> with the cost of the job well we i mean we always laminate so it's already figured into all of our pricing so we have a price per square okay. foot and then we have a sliding scale so the bigger the project the less you're going to pay per square foot and that, gotcha. that goes for signs graphics everything and we just we figure in the laminate it laminate on its own is pretty inexpensive you know a few cents per square foot um however it works out depending on the material totally worth having it's just it helps in some it makes it easier to install it looks mm-hmm. better uh that customer's gonna be happier with it because it's gonna last longer um I, honestly for me there's really no reason to not laminate yeah and and speaking of signage um you know elections are coming up political signage school signage whatever kind of signage uh, can yeah. you give us some 
pointers on your, you know, how you approach yard signage? Sure, sure. So in our area, um, we have a ton of sign shops. We're not a huge, I don't know, couple hundred thousand people in our city. So it's not tiny, but we we have a ton of sign shops for whatever reason. There's a lot of us around here. And um, we've kind of sort of shifted down into, uh, for lack of a better, better word, into different areas. Everybody kind of has their niche. You know, we've got our group of uh, rap people that sort of compete and then we've got our electrical guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So for us, most of the yard signs we do are for our existing customers, our existing contractors, you know, the the paint contractors, the yard service, that kind of thing. So we do a lot of you know, stuff our existing customers instead of going after new guys. And, um, we don't, we don't do it all in house because it's another thing that's kind of important for us is to not overextend ourselves on too many areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't do apparel. We don't do electrical anymore. Right. So we just do what's our niche and which is signs, banners, wraps, fleets. That's our, those are the four areas we focus on. Um, so we still offer a yard signs. And in fact, for the senior 2020 graduation hoopla mm-hmm. that we had mm-hmm. recently, we did thousands, thousands of these signs, oh, but we used an wonderful. outside source. Yeah. So it yeah. was great because it was kind of a weird time. Everybody's sort of kind of holding their breath. So we didn't have as much of our normal foot traffic. Um, uh-huh. But like I said, we did thousands and thousands of these yard signs for the seniors. We did a real inexpensive package for them. It was sort of a um, community service thing. I mean, we still made money on it, of course, right. but we, we got them out there pretty inexpensive. And But we used an outside source for them. You know, we designed them. We ordered uh-huh. them. They brought them. We brought them in. We sorted them, called the customer, you know, so it didn't it didn't take up a lot of our time, but we were still able to offer something. So that's, that's kind of our approach on the signs as far as the yard signs go. Well, that's interesting because like, it sounds like you, you bring a lot of management now to how you conduct your business. Right. You, you mentioned bringing an outside source, uh, eventually not pursuing electrical anymore. Is it just experience that leads to those decisions, like experiencing how daunting a task can be? Or or do you kind of assess the market like you did with electrical and see, all right, other people are out there doing this thing. Maybe I don't have to. It's just so time consuming. We were finding and we started tracking. um, And this is a big thing to do, too, is we started tracking start to finish on projects. And we were finding that we might be billing out a $10,000 electrical job and you know that sounds great but mm-hmm. making maybe a thousand dollars on it and in that oh, wow. time frame you know of how much time you spent doing all of that because I mean, it's time consuming yeah. the amount of time we spent doing all of that we could have knocked out you know however many signs or, or vehicle graphics and probably made four or five times that amount oh, in wow. profit. Yeah. So it's just for us, because we're not set up for that, it was yeah. a lot more profitable to um, to do to, to do what's in our wheelhouse. And having that workflow, you know, having some checklists, having some mm-hmm. things that make it easier for us to do everything um, as streamlined and as efficient, mm-hmm. that's when we started seeing that we were really making a profit. Absolutely. You know, you know and in this industry, small shop owners tend to be artists first and business people second. Right. Um, but you've made rap checklists that helped you, you know, become as organized as possible. Tell me, first of all, like how much did you see that improve your business? 
Oh, that was huge. So when we started our business, so I was 20 when we started our business and um, my husband okay. and I both, we used to work for a, um, a franchise company before. So he was mm. going out of business. And so we knew, okay, Hey, we're going to be out of a job soon. So, mm. you know, like crazy 20 year olds, we decided to start our own sign shop and we just, <laughs> you know, we figured we'd figure it out as we went. I'd well, say ambitious <laughs> instead of crazy, you know, uh, you know. ambitious, a little naive, <laughs> but Hey, it all worked out. So I'm not complaining. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we went out on our own and we, we started our own shop. We started out of my dad's basement for a few months and then we uh you know got our own shops but back then again like you were saying you know we knew the production end of it we knew design we knew you know to make the signs we have no idea what we were doing as far as the uh the office stuff you know we mm-hmm. really didn't we were just sort of making it up as we went we, you know we had no idea if people had paid us you know if we'd build them <laughs> you know we were just kids you know so we were figuring it out so we we had to come up with uh, systems. We had to come up with ways to make things more streamlined uh, because we came into where customers would call us up and we didn't know where their project was because we didn't have um, necessarily a project board. We didn't have mm-hmm. uh, calendar scheduling. You know, everything was with, uh, you know, whose desk is it on? Who's got this project? And, you know, it took too much time to track things down. So we were forced to come up with systems. And um, and over the years, we've fine-tuned them, but we've come up with things that have worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. And so we created a checklist to make sure we weren't skipping any steps. Um, 3M and some of the other major brand or manufacturers, they have lots of great information on their sites too for people that are wanting to create their own checklist. Mm-hmm. So you can go and you can, you can download all the different checklists that are out there and sort of glean the steps that work best for your shop and mm-hmm. uh, make it as simple as possible. Or, I mean, you could just use their checklist if you wanted to, but we created our own. So it was kind of like, um, you know, if you're at the front counter, you're making sure you ask the right questions, you're getting mm-hmm. the measurements you need, um, you know, all of that as it goes to design, you're making sure that you design around certain obstacles, maybe aftermarket p- uh, parts are noted on the checklist, uh, mm-hmm. noted on the uh, templates that we use, uh, any body damage is noted. And then it also, have as a section just for the installer so they know what parts they're taking off uh, if they're mm-hmm. taking off emblems uh, if they're supposed to be you know wrapping the door handles or if we're going or you know trimming out the door handles um, you know all that kind of stuff if we if if they're taking off emblems which we almost always do on a wrap or we always do on a wrap um, mm-hmm. but if they're going over body molding if you know etc whatever little things that the installer might need to know it's on the checklist so they can look at it at a glance um they can keep track of removals on the check you know it keeps everything on one page so to speak so then we just stick that in with our uh our hard copy paperwork that we put on file and then we know for future projects okay this is exactly what we did or any obstacles we came up against that's brilliant you know learning from the history of it everything yeah okay It, it sounds like you've got this organization thing dialed in you know, one thing I'd like to cover are some like general tips and tricks that will improve print jobs. All right. How about some output tips? So um, for us, a big thing is like our color charts at the front counter. So when we're working with the customer, we have, uh, we run a couple roll-ins. And so we have mm-hmm. color charts that we've printed specifically off of our machine. So we'll have uh, a color chart for our IJ180C. Uh, we have a color chart because there's different white values. So we have to, we do a, a different color chart for different media. Uh, mm-hmm. We do one for our IJ35. So it's for our calendar vinyl. So for, for selling signs and we want to 
to pick out a blue, uh, it, the customer knows, okay, this blue is what they're going to get. And then we have also a color chart for metallic. So we have a premium metallic that we use. So we have a color mm-hmm. chart for that as well. Um, and so we use that at the front counter and we have the customer pick from that. And we also have our Pantone color chart too. So that just makes it a lot easier to have consistency in color. We note it in the customer's file. Um, you know, it makes it easier to pick a color and know that that's what they're going to get. So eliminate some of that that legwork of, um, you know, doing a, a sample print later on, unless the customer insists on it. But, you know, we've already picked our blue. So, hey, we know we mm-hmm. can run with this. And we also make sure that we profile our media. So we bought a new printer, um, I don't know, about six months ago, something like that. So we had to reset up those new RIP software. So we we made sure that we had all our profiles for the different media we use set up. And that's going to take into account uh, a bunch of technical stuff that my husband has to take care of. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just makes sure that your output is correct for the media you're using so um we set all of that up ahead of time and that makes sure that uh that we're eliminating any little issues and stuff there too that's good excellent we'll be right back with more from charity jackson after this quick word from our sponsor 3m's best in class installer training is back at our authorized training facilities with a low student to teacher ratio you'll learn the latest techniques and get hands-on training with a variety of 3m films Once you pass the 3M Preferred Graphics Installer Test, you and your business will be recognized as among the best installers in the industry. Learn more and register at 3M.com slash installer training. That's 3M.com slash installer training. You already kind of talked about like creating an efficient shop workflow. But one one thing you have here that's that you call a no-brainer is to group your film types for lamination. Can you tell me about that? I mean, is that an issue for people sometimes? Well, I mean, I guess it is kind of a common sense thing, but I like to kind of note it if if maybe it hasn't crossed somebody's mind, but uh-huh. Both with printing and with laminating. So uh, what we have is an output folder. So we can have, like I said, a workflow that uh, our jobs go from the front counter through production. And they, they move along the system. And then we use a program called Toodly Do, um, which is just a, an online calendar thing that we've customized to work for our shop. Hmm. So when we get to the output folder, and that's where all of our, our projects that need to be printed are. So that's anything that's a print project. So we have a, a separate engraving and CNC folder. Um, but all of our print projects are in this folder and uh, we we have this template that we've created so again it's one of those little tools that we've created that we apply to our printout Um, so when it's the final print file i guess we've applied Mm -hmm. this template to it right and on this template we have check boxes it's which printer we're printing off of whether it's our 640 or our 540 Um, it's what kind of laminate we're using if it's calendar vinyl contour cut we have all these little little boxes so quick you know we just real quick mark the boxes Mm -hmm. that's going to go again with our hard copies so you know three years from now when the customer wants to do a reorder we know exactly which printer we printed on what vinyl whether it was our calendar or our premium and again we've only we only stock so many so we don't have any guesswork there we know which media we used so we, we go through that whole that list there um so we know exactly what we're using but it also makes it so that i can say okay i've got calendar on the on the uh, 540 i've got calendar on the 640 and i'm going to group those boxes together our our job boxes with our, our numbers. And uh, we're going to print those. We're going to print all those together. So I'm not wasting time taking media on and off printers because, you know, I printed this, this set of graphics and then, you know, 
10 minutes later, I realized, uh, you know, hey, I've got another one that needs to go in there. We're going to group it together there. And then we're going to also group it together on the lamp, you know, when we go to laminate, yeah. because it's a pain in the butt. It really is. You have to, you got to change out your rolls and you got to set up your laminator. So it makes sense to laminate everything together. You, you print everything in, in a big group and you laminate everything in a big group. It's just way more efficient. That's excellent. I, I guess, tell me, like, you know, over two decades now, what's, uh, what's one thing you absolutely love about this industry? Um, let's see. I, I do like, I like challenges. Um, I'm not a, uh, I don't care for going to the front counter. That's my husband. <laughs> That's his wheels. I would rather wrap than answer the phones. Um, but I, I like wrapping. I like, I like the challenge. I like the before and after. I love it when they're like, you know, when somebody's like, man, this is a tricky one. I I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's bring it on. I, I, mm-hmm. I like that. Eventually I would love to, um, do some wrap training or something. Mm. I think that a future goal that would be kind of fun. Um, you know, eventually we'd like to move to the coast. I think that's a great area to do some wrap training. So I, I like wraps. I like vehicles. I like figuring out like weird, complex things and figure out a great way to make it happen and make it last. Yeah. That's kind of my wheelhouse. You know, I like design and graphic design. Of course, you know, that's where my, my college background was in, in graphic design. Um, you know, so that's of course a fun thing, but, uh, vehicles for some reason, that's just kind of, uh, my wheelhouse. I like vehicles. Awesome. Well, to our listeners out there wanting to learn more about raps, please start bothering uh, Charity. Give her a call. She loves talking on the phone. Yes, uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> no. well, Email cool. me. Emails yeah. are cool. I, I'm a, I am a writer, so you know I will I will write to you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, uh, Charity, uh, thank you so much for being on our show. We really appreciate having you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. A big thanks to Charity Jackson for being on the show, as well as 3M for sponsoring the episode. And if you do have questions for Charity or myself, please reach out to us. You'll find my email address in the show notes at graphicspro.com. Also, if you like today's topic, then I suggest signing up for the fourth NBM show breakaway session aptly entitled Raps Tech, The Science of Raps. We hope to see you there. Till then, stay safe and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bye for now.